Hello everyone, and welcome to Dissecting the Horror. I'm your host and fellow horror fan, Gray. Now, let's get into today's horror. Today we're talking about the infamous Jack the Ripper. Our boy Jack here has never been identified. He's more of a faceless phantom that haunted the streets of England. He had a string of murders in the Whitechapel District of London in 1888. He was also known as the Whitechapel Murderer and the Leather Apron. Now, he had five known murders, but the actual number remains unknown. Most of the murders that have been attributed to Jack were of prostitutes. Sex workers were common in the place that he terrorized, seeing as it was mainly impoverished neighborhoods. Police speculated that he had surgical or anatomical knowledge, since at least four of the victims had organs removed. Most of the victims were mutilated in some way. Let's talk about the canonical five. Marianne Nichols, Annie Chapman, Elizabeth Stride, Catherine Eddowes, and Mary Jane Kelly. The body of Mary Ann was found around 3.40 a.m. on Friday, the 31st of August of 1888. She was found in Bucks Row, now known as Durward Street, in Whitechapel, London. Her throat had been severed by two cuts, with one deep enough that it went to the vertebrae. Her lower abdomen was ripped open partially by a deep and jagged wound, but there were several more cuts on her right side that were caused by the same knife in a downward-thrusting manner. One week later, on Saturday, September 8th, the body of Annie Chapman was found at 6 a.m., Her throat had been slit with two cuts as well as her abdomen being completely opened with a bit of her flesh from her stomach placed on her shoulder as well as her small intestines and another piece of flesh placed above her other shoulder. Autopsy reports found that her uterus and sections of her bladder and vagina had been removed. According to an eyewitness, she had been seen with a dark-haired man half an hour earlier. The man asked her, Will you? To which she replied, Yes. If that doesn't give you chills, I'm, I'm sure the rest of this will. Elizabeth Stride and Catherine Eddowes were both killed early in the morning on Saturday the 30th. Elizabeth had been found by a single cut had been killed by a single cut on her neck. I swear I can talk. What's weird is that she had no further mutilations, which caused people to wonder if Jack was who killed her. She was found at 1am in Dutfield's yard. Catherine was found in Mittier, Mittier, I don't know how to say that, square, shortly after Elizabeth was found. She had a slit throat and her abdomen was ripped open and had her intestines draped over her right shoulder. Her kidney and a major part of her uterus were missing. Her face had been mutilated unlike the others. Her nose had been cut off. She had cuts on her cheeks, incisions went through her eyelids in a triangle pointing to her eye. The medical examiner had stated that it would take five minutes for the carvings on her face at the very least. Part of Catherine's apron had been placed at the entrance of a tenement under graffiti stating, The Jews are the men that will not be blamed for nothing. 
This implied that people blamed Jewish people for the murders. However, it wasn't entirely certain if it had been written by the murderer or if it was an accident and had nothing to do with the murders. Joseph Lowendy? Lowend? I don't know. A local cigarette salesman had been passing through that part of London with a couple friends and had stated that he saw Catherine with a man, which is which he described as fair-haired with a shabby ex- appearance. Joseph's friends failed to claim, confirm his description. The murders of Elizabeth and Catherine became known as a double event. Mary Jane Kelly was found at 10.45 a.m. on Friday the 9th, November of 1888, in her single-room apartment in which she lived at 13 Miller's Court off Dorset Street, Spitalfields. Her body was heavily mutilated and disemboweled. Her face had been hacked beyond recognition. Her throat had been severed down to the spine, and she was almost completely emptied of her organs. Her kidneys, uterus, and one of her breasts had been placed beneath her head, while her viscera had been placed by her foot. Sections of her abdomen and thighs had been placed on the bed and and bedside table, while her heart was completely missing from the scene. The canonical five had been usually at night, around the weekend, and towards the end of the month or week. All five women were in sex work before they were murdered. Maybe Jack had problems with prostitutes or women in general, maybe stemming from home life. It would be easier to report on this if he had ever been identified. There is a theory that he was never identified because the police were looking for a black man when Jack the Ripper was reported to be white. However, most of the police files on this case were destroyed in the Blitz, which was a German bombing campaign in 1940 on the UK. Whatever files to survive provide a picture of how investigations were conducted in the Victorian era. A large group of policemen went door to door, door to door in Whitechapel with inquir- inquiries. Forensic material was taken to be examined, and suspects were identified, traced, and either examined more closely or eliminated by the inquiries. From that, 2,000 people were interviewed, upwards of 300 were investigated, and 80 were actually detained. After the killings of Stride and Eddowes, the police commissioner, Sir James Fraser, offered a 500-pound reward for the arrest of Jack. Over the course of the murders, there were letters sent to the police. They all claimed to be written by Jack himself, but most weren't. However, three letters stood out from the rest. Dear Boss, Saucy, Jackie, and From Hell. The Dear Boss letter dated September 25th and postmarked, postmarked September 27th, 1888, was, restri- was, was received by the Central News Agency and forwarded to Scotland Yard on the 29th. 
At first, it was considered a hoax, but when three days later, Eddowes was found dead with part of her ear cut off, as promised in the postcard, which said, clip the lady's ears off, it was considered to be real. The Saucy Jackie postcard, which was postmarked October 1st, 1888, and received the same day, was seemingly written by the same person from the, from the Dear Boss letter. This letter mentioned the murders of September 30th, which was considered a double event. And finally, the From Hell letter was received by George Lusk, the leader of the Whitechapel Vigilance Committee, on October 16th, 1888, again in the same writing as the first two letters. Along with the letter, there was a box that held half a human kidney, preserved in quote-unquote spirits of wine, aka ethanol. In the letter, Jackie Boy said he had fried and ate the missing half. There were arguments about whether it was Edo's kidney or just a sick joke, but Dr. Thomas Openshaw found that it was human and from the left side, but that was all he could figure out. Now, the main people to be considered suspects were butchers, slaughterers, surgeons, and physicians due to the manner in which the murders happened. Most suspects were either only coincidental or had no bearing whatsoever. So, what does this all mean? Well, one could argue that it means not to trust a man late at night, especially when you're a woman who does sex work. But to me, I like to think that even the most gruesome tragedies don't always get justice. The trust is earned, and in my world, trusting no one is the way to go. Be careful out there, always. And remember, not all horror stories are fiction.